The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Today's daf is being studied. Today's daf is being studied. Today's daf is being studied. That's your sight is today. Ruach Hashem Tenihenu Began Eden. Amen. Amen. We begin today's daf on Chaf Aleph Amud Bet. And we are starting two lines from the bottom. Let's just review again. We're in the middle of a suga, again, as I said, from the most uh, you know, basic and famous machlokot in the Masechet. Machlokot between Abaye and Rava on the subject of Yehush Shelomidat. Is Yehush Shelomidat Yehush or not? Basically, it's a case where a person lost something. He doesn't realize that he lost it yet. Yeah, something fell out of his pocket or something like that. But it's an item that when he does find out that he dropped it, he's going to definitely give up hope on it. Because there's no siman. So the question is, a yiush shelomidat, meaning at the time that the guy picked up the lost object on the floor, it's possible that the owner did not make yiush, did not relinquish ownership yet. But when he finds out, he will. So Ravah said, that's good enough. Even at the time that he picked it up, there was no yiush. Since we know it's inevitable that he's going to make the yiush, yiush shelomidat, have yiush. That's Ravah. Abiyah says, no, you need a yush in actuality. You need mamash yush. You cannot just say, oh, well, he's going to do it. But bottom line, when you picked it up, there was no yush. You picked it up, you got to return it. So therefore, he says, even though we're guaranteed a thousand percent, when he finds out about it, he's going to make yush. Since when you picked it up, yush was not done yet, according to Abiyah, you have to return the item. That's the whole look in Abiyah and Rabban, yush will be done. Now the Gemara is going to start bringing more questions and proofs. The Gemara actually is going to bring a proof now to Rava. We're on the bottom line. Tashema Haganav. Oh, that's a thief. Ganav is somebody that steals at night when nobody's watching. Shinatal He stole from this guy and gave it to somebody else. Bechen Gazlan. A gazlan is somebody that steals in the open. Grapes something out of somebody's hand. Not scared of anybody, the gazlan. Right? He took it out of one person's possession and gave it to somebody else. What's Yerden? Yerden is the Jordan River. Or for that matter, any river. What happened? The river washed up and moved the property of somebody. Turned it into... Somebody else's field moved it via the Yerden, via the river. What the Ganavo Gazlan took and gave to somebody else, it's given, it's theirs. And with the river washed up and transferred properties, it's considered that person's. Now, when it comes to that Gazlan, let's talk about Gazlan for a second. For sure, the guy that gets stolen from, he makes Yehush right away, because he sees what's happening, he knows right away when it happens. The guy comes up and grabs something out of his hand, right away, what does he say? Yehush. 
Therefore, when the Gazan gives it to somebody else, he can keep it, because we know the owner made use because he saw the Gazlan, or for that matter, the Yarden. He sees the river overflowing and moving his prize. Right away, he says, oh, pass, Yush. So, Good. Ela Ganav. But the Ganav. A Ganav is somebody that breaks into somebody's house at night. Does the owner know that the item is stolen? He doesn't know it till much later on. And still, what did we say? That when the Ganav gives it to somebody else, he could keep it. Oh, a classic case of Yehush Shilomidat. And what does it say? He could keep it. Proof to Rava. Question against Abaye. Papa will answer for Abaye. You know what we're talking about? When we said Ganav, it's not the case I told you. It's not a case of a guy breaking into somebody else. It's talking about armed robbery. Guy comes to rob somebody with a gun. Now, armed robbery has the same mechanics as a Ganav. Why does a guy steal at night? Because he's scared. A guy with a gun, he's also scared. That's why he has a gun. Whereas a Gazlan, he don't have a gun, nothing. he just grabs it out of the guy's hand. So therefore, even though it says Ganav, it really wasn't a Ganav. It was a case that's like a Ganav, but it's, it's known to the person that got stolen. He holds a gun to the guy's head. What does the guy do right away? He makes Yush. Because he knows you. That's it. He sees it. He knows right away. That's why it says that the person that it's transferred to can keep it right away. Because the guy made Yush immediately. But you said the case of Gazlan already. Why do you have to tell me this statement, Gazlan, and then another case of Gazlan? Where he takes a gun. There's two cases of Gazlan. There's Gazlan that's not afraid. And then there's a Gazlan that is afraid. He is a Gazlan because he's doing it in the open. But he, he has, it has the mechanics of a Ganav because the guy's a scaredy cat. That's why he's holding a gun. The gun is uh, to show you that he's scared. So therefore, it's like a Ganav. But therefore, in, both these, in all these cases, the common denominator is the guy that got stolen from, he knows right away about it. Therefore, he makes you right away. There's no question for uh, Abayir. Everybody agrees with the guy. Again, according to Abayir, he agrees. If we can know 100% that when the guy picks up the lost object, that the guy made Yush already, of course you can keep it. We're only talking about a case where you say, I didn't know. But this case he knows. Therefore, Abayir will say he can keep it. Tashema, we have another proof. Actually, this is going to be a, uh, a proof for uh, Abayir. Tashema. Shataf Nahar. Oh, you have a raging river. And the river has Korav. Korav is like uh, beams. Itzav is pieces of wood. Avanav is like uh, stones. What happened? The river comes along and washes up all these items off the guy's field and places it in somebody else's field. The deen is, keep it. Why? But I was assuming at this point, uh, when there's a raging river like that, everybody finds out about it right away, everybody's talking about it. So the guy knows that it's gone. He's going to go find out where his uh, beams went. So it's Yehush. Therefore, the guy can keep it. So the Gebarah makes it now a diuk, an, uh, an implication. Oh, you know why I can keep it? Only because we're talking about a case where we know Yehush was made. However, hastamalo, but if it was stam, which means if we don't know if the guy made Yehush yet, he would not be allowed to keep it. Meaning, Yehush shelo midar, 
לא אבי ייאוש, פרוף תאביה. מה זה לא? אחרא במאי עסקינן, כשיכול להציל. What are we talking about over here? She says, בשיכול להציל, he's able to save it. ודקבתם במציאה אחרת, דבר שיש בו סימן, ויכול ליתן סימן וליטול, מודין הבא דחייב להחזיר. Which is the case over here is talking about where he was able to save the item. Now, we're not finished the case yet, but let's assume at this point, no, we're talking about over here where the river rushed it up to somebody else's feet, and he was able to save it. Oh, that's the case where you say, oh, he's able to save it, doesn't matter. Yehush was done, even though he's able to save it. I don't know why, if he's able to save it, why does he make Yehush? But we'll see in the Gemara. He's able to save it. Oh, so the implication would be that in a similar, in a similar case, only because he was able to save it. So Rashi says, Which means, in a similar case, where let's say a guy would be able to save the item, it had a siman on it, something that has a siman, does the owner give up hope? Of course not. He always expects to get it back. So the Gemara says, the case that we're talking, and we'll, we'll understand it much clearer as we read more in the Gemara. The Gemara says the case of the river is talking about where he, he had a chance to save it. So the Gemara says, If you're telling me that the case is talking about where he's able to save it, I'll read you the end of this statement. It says, If the owners, let's say, are running after the idol. The river raged it over into somebody else's field, and you see the owner is running. Hayav la'azir. The deen is what? You've got to return it to him. Ibi chodin la'azir. If it's talking about a case where he's able to save it, my iriyam meradifin. Why did you have to say that he's chasing it? Afidu en meradifin nameh. Even if he's not chasing it, if it's a case where he's able to save it, chasing him should not make a difference. You'd have to return it regardless. Oh, it's talking about a case where he can save it, but through great difficulty. I mean, it's not so easy to say that things are rolling down the river. If he makes an effort to be able to save it, but if he doesn't, not. So the Gemara If you see him running, that's an indication that what? He did not make Yehush. But if he's not running, then then you ready, you see that what? He must have given up hope. So therefore, let's review this Brayta now. The way Rava will learn the case. There's three basic way, situations that can take place over here. Number one, if the owners cannot save it at all, the thing, the river comes and rages it and it's flowing downstream so fast, in that case over there, that's clear Yush. Because the guy knows he's not going to recover it. So for sure, the person is able to keep it. Then you have, if the owner can save it, but it's just going to take time. He has, to, he has to run after it. So therefore, if he can save it, then even if he's not running after it, you've got to give it back to him, because the bottom line is able to save it. It just takes him time. So therefore, everybody will agree you've got to return it to him. And where do we have a difference between running and not running? That's why you can save it, but it's difficult. Then already you got to look at the guy. Does the guy care or not? If you see him running... That means he didn't give up hope yet. He's going to willing to, to, to fight it out to go, to go get it. Then you got to give it back. But if you see the guy not running, then you say, you know what? He didn't want to get involved in the inconvenience of it. It's not so simple to save it and stuff like that. Therefore, he made you. So those are the three cases of the Brayta that we have no question against Rava. Because Rava, we thought the case was, oh, when the thing's ra- ra- raging down the river, we say, what? Keep it. 
Oh, because for sure the guy made Yush. Also made an implication. Oh, but if he didn't make Yush, then he's only going to make Yush later on. Oh, you see that Yush, let me down to have Yush. No. This talking, the case is talking about over here a different situation. Over here we're talking about now, really, the reason why you're able to uh, uh, keep it is because they're talking about where the guy gives up hope immediately. The guy gives up hope immediately because he says, you know what, I'm losing it. Mashiachin in the case where the guy says, you know what, there's a siman over here, or uh, there's a way for me to recover it. Uh, it's just going to take time for me to get it, but uh, I'll find it. Oh, then that's, that, that's the diuk. When it's totally lost from him, uh, where he says he's never going to recover it, you can't keep it. Mashiachin, that siman, he'll get it back. It'll take time. Oh, that, 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 that's why... Uh, oh, so, so, so that's why if he, if he feels that he's going to get it back, uh, so then already, it depends. If it's going to be then we make a difference between running and not running. But if it's just a matter of time, then it's no yush, the guy can't keep it. The guy will not be able to keep it, because bottom line, the guy's assuming I'll get it back. There's a siman, I just got to find out which field it is, where it end up, give a siman, no problem. So according to Rava, this Braita does not pose a question. We, we thought uh, uh, the case was, ah, hastama, that if you have a case where the guy, the thing got lost, the guy didn't find out about it yet, oh, you can't keep it because you should me that. No. The reason why you can't keep it is because there's a siman. And the guy said, you know what, I'm going to find it. Oh, if he's going to find it, so why in the sifad do you make a difference you're running and not running? Well, that's the case, no way. He's gonna, he could find it, but through great inconvenience. Then already you got to judge the guy. If he's running, that means he still wants it. If he's not running, he doesn't want it. So that's the uh, mahlok, that, that's the way to learn it. Kamsa Gamaran continues, Tashema. Kitzad amru atorim shalom midat turumatot teruma. We have a law that says, guy has a field. He has to give teruma. What's teruma? 2% he has to give to the Kohen. The law is, in a certain case, a person is allowed to give teruma for his friend without his friend knowing. Sounds like what it's saying is you're going to go into somebody's field, take the 2%, give it to the Kohen, and then you tell the owner, I take care of it for you. So the government says, what's the case? It cannot be like that. because you just, We cannot accept you should go into somebody's field and start taking stuff without asking them. So the government says, what's the case? He went out to his friend's field, and he collected the uh, product. Now, if you, have, if you suspect that there's thievery over here, meaning if you suspect that the owner is upset, doesn't count. But if you suspect that the owner is happy with what was done, then it counts. So Gabra asks, how do you know if the owner is angry or not? It was very simple. Now also the Baalabayit comes down to the field. And he finds the guy and the guy tells him, Oh, by the way, you know, I gave the Tirumah for you. So he tells him, He tells him, You should have taken better uh, quality. Now there's two ways to interpret that. So the Gibbara says, if there really is better quality available in the field, he meant it. Because he was saying, hey, why don't you take the uh, inferior stuff? You should have taken good stuff. But if there's no better quality, because basically the guy was saying it rhetorically, hey, why don't you take my best stuff? <laughs> and then he's really saying, what are you doing? Why don't you take my stuff without asking me? Now, 
let's say the uh, the owners uh, themselves they uh, collected and what happened now the guy just added added to them added to to the teruma what's exactly that case where he added that case over here is talking about he validates it. Oh, which means, yeah. Which means, that's obvious. He comes down to the field, and uh, they tell him, uh, what's going on here? Oh, yeah, I gave to the mouth you. Oh, you know what? Add this to the, add this to the bunch. Uh, for sure that he's validating and saying, I'm happy. That's no question. Now, the Yabana goes back. You tell me that what? Indeed, if there's better fruit, the teruma is a teruma. Am I? Why? de taram. He did not know yet. Which means this is the same logic of Yehush It's not a case of Yehush, but you see what? You work with retroactive. Which means, at the time that the guy took the Tirumah, the guy didn't know anything. When he comes down to the oh, yeah, I wish you would have taken better. Oh, Tirumah, Why? Because we say that since we see now what he did, Retroactively, that's what he meant. So same thing by Yush. That even though when I picked up the lost object, the guy didn't know about it, but later on when he finds out about it, it's considered a Yush. So this is a proof to Rabbah. You see the retroactive works. Uh, works. That's what you see in this case of it's a proof to Rabbah. That's that Zion. Yes. So Rava is going to explain this according to Abaye Shita. This is very interesting. Rava was the one that argued on Abaye. But now he comes to help him out. <laughs> Showing you the rabbis were honest. That means they weren't just looking to win an right. argument. They'll be right. They were looking to be honest. So therefore, uh, they asked a question against uh, Abaye. Rava says, uh, let me answer for my uh, uh, opponent on this one over here. That's not a question. On it. Be fair. How does he answer the case is talking about over here where he made him a shaliyah. Which means, the Gemara cannot accept. You can't just go to somebody's field and start taking it to the Mama and ask He must have made him a, an agent. Do me a favor, go down and take the Tirumah. Uh, 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 Continue for a second. And it makes sense that he made him a shaliyah. Because if he didn't make him a shaliyah, the Turuma would not work in any case. Why? The Torah, when it talks about giving Turuma, it says the word Gam Atim. And from the word Gam Atim, we learn that not only do you, can you give Turuma yourself, you can even appoint an agent. But the Gemarah makes a Derasha. But just like when you give the Turuma, it's from your knowledge, knowingly. So to over here, it's talking about when you appoint the shaliyah, but it's got to be ledat, which means you got to know that you appointed him. I mean, he's going to be a self-appointed guy. So therefore, let's get the case better. You, you, you had the case all wrong. It's not some stranger walking into somebody's field, take, and then we're going to find out uh, what, the, what, what the owner uh, held. No, no. Everything was done with knowledge. Everything was done with cognizance. The owner appointed a shaliyah. Because that's the only way it's going to work. Just like when he takes the du'a, it's done knowingly. 
when he appoints his Shaliyah, he's talking about when he did it knowingly. The Gemara continues. He told the Shaliyah, you do it. That's all he told him. Go take Tiruma. Didn't tell him anything more than that. But he didn't say, take Tiruma from these items. He didn't point the way he wants the Tiruma taken. And this guy's a mediocre guy. The guy's middle class. Normally when he takes Tiruma, this guy he takes from the mediocre property. And we know the guy's way. When the Shaliyah went, and he ended up taking from the from the top quality. So hey, why do you take the better stuff? And we go back. If indeed there's better stuff, he meant it seriously. Good. Now, how does this answer answer us? So look at... Uh, oh, because our whole uh, question uh, against Abayir was, hey, what are you talking about? The guy, uh, the guy has no idea. The, the, the guy goes into the field, and now retroactively finds out that it was taken. No, it's not talking about what he didn't know. You. The case of where he knew he actually appointed him to take, to take the uh, take the thruma. So therefore, so now it's not working with a retroactive. I'll tell you, explain to you. When I appoint the shilling and I say take thruma for me, that's a little vague what he said, but he meant something at the time that he said take thruma. He meant something because he's saying take thruma. And later on, he goes down to the field. He says, "I took for you." He says, "Ah, oh, why don't you take from the from the better ones?" So we say that if indeed there's better ones, the Turuma is the Turuma. Because I say that's what he meant. It's, it's not the Pshat that well, now we're finding out something and then we want to retroact. No, no. When he said take Turuma, he said it. It's not something that's you Shilomi. It's not a Shilomi Da'at. You Shilomi Da'at is a different mechanic. You Shilomi Da'at is the guy didn't even know it fell out of his pocket. And now all of a sudden, two days later, he's, oh, I lost the item. Where's the eye? Oh, it makes you whoosh. He had no idea. So the guy has no idea. So, uh, that's already a mahluk, but in this case, no. He told him, take tiruma. It was the vague terminology. So now, later on, when the guy comes in, oh, did you take tiruma? Absolutely. Uh, what did you take from? Why did you take from the better ones? So if there's indeed better ones, we say, that's what he meant when he appointed them. So it's not like he's just finding out something now. Oh, you took tiruma? I had no idea. Oh, that would be like a Shilomida'at case. Therefore, Abayeh is clear from this question. Now, I have no question according to, to Abayeh. Now the Gemara says, a story based on this Gemara we just said. Gemara says like this. Amemor, umor zutra, verav asheh, ikli'u lebostena, demore bar isak. Amemor, Umor Zutra, Verav Asher, these three rabbis, Ikli'u lebostena de Mori Bar Isak. They got to the orchard of this fellow called Mori Bar Isak. Aite Arise, now, Mori Bar Isak had a sharecropper. Sharecropper is somebody that works the field for the employer, for the owner, and he gets a certain percentage. Anyway, the sharecropper, he's not the owner, the sharecropper came, and he brought for the rabbis, he brought him uh, dates, and he brought him 
pomegranates. I served them fruit in respect for the rabbis. He threw them in front of the rabbis. Amemor and Ravashi ate. Morzutra lo achi. But Morzutra didn't eat. He felt, who's this guy? He has no right to give fruit. It's not his field. Therefore, he didn't want to eat it. He thought it was gesef. And the hachi in the interim, Ata Mori Bar Isak. The owner came. Ashkehtinu. He saw them. Va'amadeh the arisa. So he tells the sharecropper, Amai lo aititlu l'rabbanan ma'anek shapirta. How can he didn't give the rabbis better fruit? What are you giving him this for? You should have given him from the better stuff. Good. Amru le ame mor veravashe le mozutra. So now the other two rabbis tell mozutra, hashta amai lo achil mor. Now why aren't you eating? Which means I don't know what you want to eat before. Okay, you had a question if the guy has a right to take from the fruit or not. However, now that he's telling you, oh, you should have taken better. Didn't we just learn v'atanya inim seu yafot meem teruma to teruma? Didn't we learn by the case of teruma that when the guy says klach etzad yafot, if indeed there's better product. So the guy meant to take the better. He's giving it wholeheartedly. So here he's coming along and saying to, to the share couple, I understand, you should have given better. And if there is a deed better, the deen is that you can take it. So why aren't you eating now? Is he being sarcastic or not? That's a... But, but, but there, is, there was better. And so just like you said by Tirumah, that you say if there is better, he means it. So he means it over here also. So you should eat. You have to respect the field first to see if it's better. Oh, so let's, you got to assume in this case also that there was better stuff. Could be it was like lying right over there. Okay. I don't understand you. You should have given them the, the better stuff. So, no, you cannot compare cases. Rava explained it. Big difference. In the case of Tirumat, mitzvah. So you got to assume a guy wants to do a mitzvah the best way. And if there is really better quality, you can assume no problem he meant it when he said it. Why can't you take him the best? But when it comes to here, he's only said it out of embarrassment. When Mori Barisak comes into the room, and uh, you see the rabbi's eating, so he doesn't want to embarrass the uh, sharecropper. So he tells the sharecropper, hey, you should have given them uh, better. But maybe he doesn't really... Does he mean it? Yeah, could could be when it comes to a non mitzvah situation, could be with sarcastic. So therefore, they tell me, now you could eat. Uh, you bring me a question, a proof from Tirumah. Tirumah, you could assume off the bat, the guy wants to do the mitzvah the best way. So when he said, hey, why don't you take the better prop, uh, a product? And he really is better product? He wants it. Mashiach, in a case like this, he doesn't want to embarrass the sharecropper. So he wants to, you know, he comes in, oh, you should, you should have given him better stuff. But he really doesn't, he doesn't want to give him anything. So therefore, the rabbi said, listen, I'm not eating yet. Right? So comes the Gemara and says, okay, Tashema. We keep on bringing proofs now. Again, we're going to prove that Abaye. Yehush lo habiyush. You need a little introduction for this Gemara. We have a law that says fruits, if they come in contact with something that's Tameh, the fruit itself accepts the Tum'ah. But only if the food was prepared to receive the tum'ah. The preparation is called hechsher. It has to be mukshar. How does a fruit become prepared to receive tum'ah? It has to become wet. With one of the seven liquids. For our purposes, we'll talk about water. Once water falls on the fruit, so now the fruit already became wet once, 
And already the fruit is prepared to receive Tumah. Even though it's dry now. Doesn't matter. As long as the water fell on. One thing. But, there's one condition the Gemara is going to tell us. The owner has to be happy with it. The owner has to be satisfied. Oh, I'm glad that the water uh, fell on it. It's good. But if the owner is not happy with the fact that the water fell on it, he didn't, if he put the water on himself, he's happy. Let's say it rained. Or let's say there was dew that came down. And the owner is satisfied. Oh, beautiful. You know, moistened my ear. Now, combined with the water and the satisfaction of the owner, so now the item is, receives tum'ah. It doesn't mean it's tummy. Now it's prepared to receive tum'ah. If something tummy touches it, it can be a receptor. Now the Gemara stops. If he's aware but he's not happy about it, then it would not be the Correct. Thing. He has to be two things. He has to be aware about it, and, and he has to be satisfied. That's, what, that's the Gemara's conclusion, actually. You can see from here. Tashema. Odehu hatal alehim. Oh, what happened? The guy has this fruit, let's say, uh, on the roof. What happens in the morning? The dew comes down. The dew is like uh, one of the, uh, uh, the liquids. The dew comes down and starts to rest on the fruit. And it's still wet. Vesamah. And the guy says, oh, very nice, I'm happy. That's considered already as if he placed it on it, and therefore uh, it receives tum'ah. Negabo, oh, but let's say it dried. Okay? Which means by the time he came out to the field, the fruit was already dried. Even though he says, oh great, the dew fell on it this morning. Too late. Which means the only time that we say his satisfaction is going to mean anything is when the item is still wet. Which means you need two things. The item starts, he, he didn't put the water on again. The water happened by itself. The dew came on by itself. He comes into the field, he sees dew on the fruit. So he comes along and says, Oh, wow, great. Oh, very happy, beautiful. And it's still on there, so we consider it as if he put it on. It's valid, it's like he put it on. But let's say he gets to the field, and by the time he gets to the field, Midday. that was dry. They tell him, oh, by the way, you know, the, the fruit were all wet uh, this morning. He's, oh, great. Doesn't mean anything. Because when the time, the satisfaction came, the validation came, the thing was already dry. So the Gebara makes a diuk now. What's the reason for this? Lab mishum de lo amrinan. Oh, from here you see that you don't work with retroactive. You don't say just because he was happy now means that he was happy then. That's a proof to Abayeh. You see a similar concept. Just because he made Yehush now, it doesn't mean anything what he did when I picked up the object. So just like you just like you you don't say retroactively. It seems you see this concept over here as well. That even though at two o'clock in the afternoon when the guy saw the fruit and he said, Oh, I'm very happy, not too late. Because we don't say retroactively that just like he's happy now, he would have been happy before. Before. So therefore it's a proof to have that you don't work with this retroactive uh, business. So Yamara says, No. Different story over there. Shani Atam, Dihtiv Kiyitin. As the Pasuk says over there, the only time an item becomes prepared to receive Tum'ah is Kiyitin. You actually have to put the water on yourself. 
Gemara says, what do you mean you have to put the water on yourself? Yachi, reshaname. In the beginning, where the, the case was where the dew fell on the item, you didn't put it there. It fell by itself. So make up your mind. If you have to put it yourself, how could you tell me in the beginning that if the dew fell on it, it uh, receives time tomorrow? No. If you look in the Torah, the Torah writes in this parasha that talks about Hekshir Tum'ah, Ki, and it says the letters Yud, Taf, Nun. We read it Ki Yutan. But it can be read Ki Yitin. That is a big difference between Yutan and Yitin. Yutan is if the water went on it by itself. Yitin means if you put the water. Now, again, you're just writing the words, the letters Yud, Taf, Nun. There's no Nikudot. But the tradition is really Yutan. But without the Nikudot, I could read it Yitin. So how do you reconcile Yutan and Yitin? Does the water have to fall on by itself? Even by itself? Or do you have to actually put it? So the Gemara says, When it falls on by itself, it has to have the same mechanics as when you put it on. How? Just like when you put the water on, it's it's knowingly, so too, when the water goes on by itself, it has to be knowingly. To make it uh, uh, understandable, this case, guy wakes up in the morning, he sees dew on the fruit. On the fruit. Well, now he knows about it. He sees it. It's still there. So we say, even though it's yutan, it happened by itself, it's like yitin. Because it's still wet. So we consider it as if he put the water on it at that point. That's why it's going to receive tum'ah. However, in the afternoon, when he comes down and he sees it's dry, Oh, he's all excited. Great. Right. But at the time that the water came down, you didn't know about it. True, it's Kiyutan. But it's not with the mechanic of Kiyuten. Because you didn't know about it, and by the time you found out about it to be satisfied, it was dry. So therefore, don't bring me a proof of it to anything with retroactive. Here you have Gizirat Katuv. You have a clear pasuk that's telling me that you have to, it has to be wet, even though you didn't put the water on it, or the dew on it, Kiyutan. But at the time that you find out about it to be satisfied, it's got to be wet. Kiyutan, like Kiyutan. So don't bring me a proof to anything with retroactive. We thought originally, ah, oh, you see over here, when the guy comes in the afternoon and it's dry, I'm happy, sorry, it's not going to receive too much. You know why? Because just because you're happy now, we don't say retroactive when it was wet. Ah, uh, that's a proof to Abayeh. No, this is a Rotekatuv over here. Here we're dealing with Pesukim that clearly say for Hekshen to matter work, you don't have to put the water on. I agree with that. Kiyutan. It happens by itself. But it has to be still wet at the time that you are satisfied with it. Meaning Kiyutan is like Kiyutan. Just like Kiyutan is Midad. So when it falls on automatically, it has to be Midad. Therefore, in the morning case, he wakes up the morning, he's due on the, on the item. He sees it. He so he val- it's like he put it on right away. Either he didn't. His validation is like he put it on. Ki yutan, ki yutan. in the afternoon, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, he comes to the field, it's dry. They tell him, oh, by the way, it was soaking wet. This was, oh, great. Sorry. Even though it happened, ki yutan, but there was no da'at over here. Because at the time that it got wet, he did not know. And by the time he found out about it, it was already dry. So if you have no da'ayat to abayyeh, tashema. Te'amar Rabbi Yohanan, mishum Rabbi Ishmael ben Yod Sadak. 
מנין לאבדה ששטפה נהר. You have a lost object. It's going down the river. Uh, a very, very raging river and waves and things like that. Shehim mutirit. I see a tidal wave and it washes up some lost object. The Gebarah says you could keep it. You know why? Dikhtiv. Vechen ta'ase lachamoro, vechen ta'ase lesiblato, vechen ta'ase lechol avedat achik, asher tovad mimenu umsata. That means, whenever you find an item that was lost to one person, the law says what? You got to return it. So the Gemara says, Nisha avodahimenu metsuya etzel kol adam. That's an item that's lost to A, but other people are able to recover it. So an item like that, where it was just lost to the owner, but you found it, then the Torah says, you got to return it. Because the guy, the owner says, listen, I lost it, but somebody else is going to find it, he'll return it to me. However, like a hamor or things like that, have a sign. But a case where like a tidal wave, where it's lost not only to the owner, but it's lost to... The whole world. The whole world. I mean, the guy who loses it doesn't expect anybody to find it. The thing was washed away in the ocean. Tsunami. So yeah. So therefore, what's the explanation? Such an item, you can assume, no problem, gone, keep it. Siman, no siman. No, even siman. Forget it. That's the Gemara's point right now. So Gemara's going to say, the isura dumya dehetera. The case where it's asur to keep it, when you have to return it, is going to be similar to the case where you're allowed to keep it. Right. I don't care, by the way, if this thing that got hit by the tsunami or the tidal wave even had a siman on it. Even if it says the guy's name, Rabbi Eli Mansell with the address on it. Because when that happens, I say to myself, it's gone. Now it's gone to me. Nobody's going to find it. Happened to be washed up in somebody's uh, bag. I already gave up hope because I think no mean and not the rest of the world. So since the case of Heter is talking about the case of Siman, so therefore Af Isura ben deit besiman ben delet besiman Asura. Oh, so the case of Isud is talking about even the case where there, let's say, was a Siman on the item. Oh, and whether even there was not a Siman, which means. Whatever case we're saying is mutar to keep, keep that parallel case in the case where it's asut to keep. One of the cases is going to be, let's talk about both cases out. There is a siman. Oh, there is a siman, for sure I can't keep it. Because I know the guy doesn't make yush. Or, let's say there was no siman. I can't keep it. Why? Because right now when I picked it up, the guy didn't make Yush, even though he's going to make Yush later on. Later on. Oh, proof to Abaye. Again, in the case of the tsunami, I don't care if it has a siman. I don't care if it doesn't have a siman. Keep it. Oh, but that's the case of Bhutan. And what's the case of Isud? Same, same case. Whether it has a siman, or, it doesn't, or whether it doesn't, give it back. Because it wasn't lost to the whole world. Oh, and one of the cases is there was no siman. But I know for sure when this guy finds out about it, he's going to make Yehush. I don't care. Give it back. So you see what? Yehush shelomi dad. Lo have Yehush. Proof positive for Abaye and the Gemara says in its conclusion, Tiyufta derava. Tiyufta. This is a break 
We have broken Rava. There's a question that is a refutation to Rava. And the Gemara says, There are six cases in Shas where we have a machlok between Abaye and Rava that we posek like Abaye. Most of the times the law is like Rava, except for the six exceptions. We don't have to go to all six exceptions now, but the abbreviation is Ya'al Kegam. The Yud stands for our case, Yehush Shelomidat. Yehush Shelomidat, we hold like Abaye. Ayin is a law of Ed Zomem the Mafreya Hunifsal. That we'll see in Masikat Sanhedrin. Lamid is something we saw in Masikat Arubin. That's a Lehi Shomid Me'elav. That's a case where a person, let's say, needs a, a post in front of his courtyard in order to carry. So let's say the post was there by itself. You didn't put it there. So it's a ma'lokid, if that were a pre-existing post. Is that good enough or not? Then you have the kof. Kof is a case of a person who makes kiddushin, shalonim siru lebi'ah, which we saw in Masikat Kiddushin. That's talking about a case where a guy, he married two sisters. He gave kiddushin to one of two sisters, but he doesn't know which one he gave it to. Now, really, the law is he cannot be with any of them. Because if he gave Kiddushin to one of the sisters, maybe he's sleeping with his wife's sister. So that's what he cannot be with. So that's the question is, is the, does he need to get from both of them or not? Because since these Kiddushin, it was a type of Kiddushin that can never lead to a Bi'ah. Because it's a Kiddushin, but you would never be able to be with any of them. Because again, if you're married uh, really to A, you're not going to be allowed to go with B. Because B, uh, B is going to be your wife's and vice versa. So it's a machlok, you need to get in this case, and some say you don't even get at all, because the Kiddushim was never even, because it was never even allowed you to have Bi'ah with any of these uh, uh, ones. Okay, that's the Chof. Uh, what's the uh, Gimal? The Gimal is Gilui Data Begita. Okay, that's a case where a guy sent a Shaliyah to send the get, and then he decided he doesn't want to send the get. So it's a question, how does he have to negate? Does he have to negate the messengers, or does he have to negate the actual validity of the get itself? And then the mem is talking about mumar ochem nevelot lachis pasul anyan edut. That if a person, let's say, eats nevelot, not kosher on purpose, does he become pasul to be a witness? In any event, there's a machlokin on all these six cases. For our purpose, we need the yud. Ya'al kegam. The yud is yehushilomidat. So somebody asks you a question. Something fell in the street. No siman. I know the owner when he finds out about it's going to make yush. Can I keep it? No. Comes the Gemara and says, now, once you tell me that Ava was rejected, I find uh, dates that the wind, let's say, blew them off the tree. How do we eat them? Hey, we go like Abayir. When the guy finds out about it, he'll probably make Yush. But the custom, it seems, was when a guy walked in the middle of the street and he found these dates that flew off the tree, he eats them. How could you eat them? Kemana says, The rule is once they fall, they're gone because we know there's worms and there's bugs and there's all type of creatures that come and eat these items. You could have, the guy knows that these things fall because the wind blows them. But we're assuming what? There's a sign on them. So the guy's going to... The guy will be able to recoup them. Oh, so we eat them. You know why? Because the guy gives up Yush right away. He's if they're going to fall off the tree, they're gone. The condition he said. They, yeah. they fall off the tree. They fall off the tree, I'm yeah. making Yush. And you can assume that when the guy picked them up already, the owner made Yush because he says, the rodents are going to eat these items already. So Gebra says, Yetmeh, 
Yeah, but maybe the field is owned by an orphan. And an orphan is not able to be mocher. You have to be an adult to be mocher. So how are we able to eat these dates? Maybe the owner of the field was a yatom, and he's a minor, and he is not, not able to, 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 to forgive it up. Kabbalah says, come on. You don't have to assume that it's owned by an orphan. Majority of the fields are owned by regular adults. That's a far-fetched case. So the Kabbalah says, Muhzak ve'omed mai. But let's say you know. Let's say you know that field over there, it's Muhzak, we know for a fact. Or for that matter, Karchata mai. Karchata, as she explains, is let's say you have a certain area where these items fell, where there's a, a brick wall, where the rodents cannot get to it. What about that case? So the Gemara says, you're right. My Amalu Asirin. You're right. In those cases, it can be Asur. Which if you know for a fact that it belongs to the Yatom, then you can't be Mohan, you can't eat it. Or for the fact, you know, it fell in a place where there's no Shikasim Urmasim. There's a, there's a wall over there. There's a wall over there. There's nothing to talk about. The Shikasim Urmasim can't get to it. The owner is not going to make Yush. We hold like Abayir. Yush alam idadu avi Yush. But in a case where, let's say, you know for a fact that the Shikasim Urmasim. So you don't have to say, well, if he would find that, the guy already makes Yush. From the get-go. If by the time you picked it up, you could assume the owner found out about it, and the owner made Yerushkosayeri, the guy knows that wind is a common uh, situation. And therefore you could assume the guy makes Yerush immediately once the items uh, fall, and by the time you picked it up, he already relinquished. Just let's read that she, that she just says, Hechi achlinam dehu, these dates that the wind blows, Right? He did not make Yush. And the Gemara says, Here's the Kirashi. Before they fall already, that's in the guy's head. If they fall, it's out. And he knows the wind blows these items, as we said. It's a pre The rodents are already raiding to, to eat them. So therefore, you could assume that he made the uj as like a condition from the beginning, and therefore you have no problem. It's interesting to note that the Gemara comes along and says, Halakha is like Abayir. It sounds like a book that I've Right? No, it says Halakha is like Abayir. And we knocked out that Then that the Gemara says, Oh, so how do we eat uh, these, uh, these dates over here? Now, really the Gemara should have brought this before we posek a halakha. Once already, I'm telling you, we posek like uh, Abaye, and Rabbah is uh, knocked out, so we hold like Abaye. Therefore, we hold Yush lo midarat, lo ave Yush. The Gebarak goes, oh, so how do we eat these dates? Bring me before, uh, th- th- this should have been in the Shaklab et Tariyab, the Gemara, in the argument. Oh, you see, we eat these dates. Oh, so must be the halakha is like Rabbah. What are you bringing after? So the Gemara is bringing it like this. We go like Abayir. And the Gemara wants to show us how strict. You should know we hold Abayir is very serious and you shouldn't take something now that if you don't know the owner makes you oosh, you've got to be very careful. So the Gemara is saying, hey, if this is a very serious item and we forsake like Abayir, the Gemara wants to impress upon us. Oh, then how in the world are we being lenient to eat these uh, dates over here? Uh, don't worry. I, we agree we go like Abayir. But in this case over here, the guy makes Yush from the beginning. Rashi's language is, just like I can read you Rashi's language, he says the following, and then we'll conclude with this. Rashi says, V'nir'e be'inai, te'lo nakat na'ilu la'harbot, 
Behomer Isur. To show us the stringency of the Isur. Kilomar, Nehad Itotav. Once already Rabbah is knocked out. Afilu Bedavar Sheembo Siman. Even an item that doesn't have a Siman, the Kosheken Sheelu Asurin Sheshbem Siman, which means uh, all these cases over here are going to be forbidden unless you answer it up. Which means now that we don't go like Rabbah, you will not be able to eat these dates over here. Even if they have a siman, you're not going to be able to eat them. Oh, but the Maaseh, the reason why you're allowed to is because, like we said, the Yush is done from the beginning. When they're still on the tree, the guy says if they fall, they're, they're gone. gone. <laughs>